This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. I'm not going to lie, dude. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I watched that 49ers game last night. In the NFC Championship game, I'm not going to sit here and tell you like, oh yeah, you know what? I thought the entire time they had it. They got it. The entire, oh yeah, no, <laughs> I just it just had to, you knew it was going to work out. No, man, I was sitting there at halftime. I'm talking to our friend of the show, Nick Wagner from ESPN. I'm talking to him at halftime and we're talking about how he's excited that he doesn't have to do eight days in Vegas and how, you know, hey, the Niners have a first round pick this year and we're doing this and that because <clears throat> I... I can't remember a football game that I've watched where a team got dominated in the way the 49ers got dominated in the first half where they are able to turn the tide enough to come back and win. I didn't necessarily think they were going to go lose by 34 points, but I didn't see a path where like, yeah, hey, they're going to bounce back and play well enough to overcome a 17-point deficit. And then the Lions just fell apart. Kyle, the Lions dominated the 49ers on both sides of the line. They kicked their ass. Their line, I mean, you talked about this before. The the way that their line dominated early was just stunning. It, they owned the entire game. But then I, I was watching the Niners linebackers kept flying up and just crushing their running backs. Mm-hmm. One after another after another. They just kept hitting them so hard. And I was mm-hmm. thinking... The one way you might be able to get back in this is if those guys get a little gun shy. If they're mm-hmm. not the same they as they are right now, because it's one thing if you're dominating on the line. Mm-hmm. It's another thing if the guy is sitting there scanning, looking at the hole, but right. scanning what's waiting for him on the other side. Right, that little hesitation, that little tiny hesitation, mm-hmm. and I felt that by the end of it, like those guys were waiting to get popped, and I, I just think you know the to watch the tide shift in a game like that. Mm-hmm. It's stunning because it doesn't usually happen like that. But not not that dramatically. No, the team that came out in the second half was just so different. And I'd even say I would have wanted Shanahan to do what Dan Campbell did and go for it on fourth down early in the second half mm. in the third quarter yeah. when they kicked the field goal. It's mm-hmm. like, man, you're down way too much to be kicking field goals now. Yeah, You need to go get that thing right now. Yeah, But no, that's not what he did. Like very... Very impressive the way they just took over the second half and dominated. Yeah, they went about it. And we'll talk plenty about Dan Campbell and, and all that oh, jazz. Yeah. And if you want to jump in, uh, 916-909-1320. That's 916-909-1320 if you want to jump in on the conversation. We'll talk plenty about Dan Campbell and his and his fourth down decisions and, and all that jazz. We, we've got two hours to do this. But what you just mentioned about the 49ers taking that field goal at the beginning of the third quarter. I was with you. I'm sitting there going, at the time, I'm going, you have to go for this. Mm-hmm. It is, you You can't guarantee you're going to get stops. You can't be trading field goals for touchdowns here. But zooming out now that the game is over and watching how it all played out, that was a team in San Francisco that's been in this spot before, Who that was at home, that, okay, you get the field goal, it's down to 14. Now can you get a stop? Okay, you get a stop, you go score. Okay, now it's seven. 
Instead of in that spot, you go for it. I think it was a fourth and six, whatever it was. You don't get it. And now the Lions go down and score. Now the game's over. Yeah, the game would have been over. So it was a very methodical belief in what they were doing offensively, what they were going to do defensively in the second half that the Lions didn't have. The Lions did not stick to what got them there. They abandoned the run almost entirely in the second half. Totally wild. inexplicable. Totally wild. The, 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 the Lions before, this is via ESPN, before the the 13-yard run that, that Jameer Gibbs had late in the first half where they had a third and 12, overloaded the right side and then just handed it off to the left side and he easily had a first down. Before that run, they were averaging six yards per carry before contact. Mm. They were getting six yards down the field before anybody hit them. Wow. And I don't understand why they went away from it, but they panicked. They didn't know how to play in that spot, and the 49ers never did. And you want to talk about luck in a game? Like, yeah, man, luck plays a huge role in it. Yeah. In every in every sport. And there were so many plays. I went through on, on Niners Wire this morning, and I, and I wrote the nine plays that define the comeback. And so many of them are like drop pass, uh, dropped pass breakup where Brandon Ayuk makes a diving catch. But let's go to that play. The 51-yard diving catch off of uh, Kendall Vildor's face mask. Yeah. Here's my thing with it. I've I've heard everybody going, oh, well, he dropped an interception. That would have been an incredible catch if he made it. But here's the deal. Kendall Vildor's not a good player. He's not. (laughs) He's not a good player. The, the Lions secondary w- it was going to be a problem for them. And you saw it in that moment where he has the ball go off his face mask and then Brandon Ayuk, who's one of the, I don't know, eight best receivers in the league. Yep. There's people way smarter than me who are not Niner fans who have him as a top three guy. I'm, I, I, don't, I don't put him there, but let's say comfortably top 10. Yes. And he made a diving, incredible play. And it's like, dude, yeah, that's how sports work. One team made plays and the other one didn't. And so you can talk about how lucky the 49ers were. You can talk about how how good or bad Brock Purdy was. You can talk about how Dan Campbell's fourth down decisions played a role. I totally, sure. But EOD, the 49ers made plays and the Lions did not. And now the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely spectacular. I mean, and again, even the first half, it felt like bad luck. Even like the Purdy interception, he got high fived, right? And and that's why that ball doesn't get to doesn't get to Debo. Maybe mm-hmm. it doesn't make it there anyway. Sure, that, that's possible. Mm-hmm. But the reason it got picked was very specific. Where you watch what happened in the the Ravens game, mm-hmm. like Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson throws a, a bad pass, it gets batted up in the air. He runs and catches it and takes off from thirteen yards. It's absolutely unreal. At one point, he was like, they're Top passer, their top rusher, and their second leading wide receiver. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening here? Like, sure, man. But uh, that uh, luck plays such a huge role in any run to the Super Bowl. It just does. Yeah. Like whether it's health or whether it's uh, like one specific play that happens, it changes everything. And you know, I, I don't know. The reason why a defensive back isn't a wide receiver mm-hmm. is because he doesn't usually know how to catch the ball very well. He's yeah. not good at that aspect. Mm-hmm. He's just good at like running with wide receiver. Yeah. And that's typically why somebody is a DB. I mean, there are on occasion there's some great pass catching defensive yeah. backs, but those things happen. And and good for Ayuk to stay in the play. That's and that's the that's the play that was the important part of that play. Yes. Like I said, I keep hearing people say that was a cornerback who who did well to stay on top of Ayuk and stay in front of him and not let him get behind him. Mm-hmm. Great job by by Vildor. But then he's turning around. Ayuk's got a hand up. The ball's coming down while he is sprinting backwards. He's trying to turn his body and get his hands up. It's not crazy that he didn't catch it. What is crazy is that Ayuk did. Mm-hmm. And that's it, it's like that was a, a 49ers play making a play in that moment. And it <laughs> because of... I mean, the job we do and, and because of the internet, the discourse on that play is, well, almost, Brock Purdy almost threw an interception and instead it's his longest completion of the night. Like, sure, okay, but it went down for a completion. Let's talk about this, the game. Yep. And in the scope of the game, that was a huge moment and that was a player on the 49ers making a play 
when the Lions player didn't. And that's just what happened continually. Yes. All yeah, night. In the second half. In the, but, yeah. in the second, in the second half. half. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I, 24-7 at the half. And I, I got to be honest. Like, uh, I text you. Like, I, I don't know that Kyle Shanahan is a coach who can get you over the hump. Which may be the case. Still, yeah, like, well, <laughs> we'll I'm see gonna on say February this, 11th. like, because we got in this conversation on Dean Lowe and uh, Dean Lowe and Casey last week, and they they thought it was like blasphemous for me to question the fact. You know, you're talking about a guy who who's going to the NFC Championship game for four times in five years, and it's like, yeah, but at a certain point, do you have to get a team over the hump? For me, getting a team over the hump is getting to the Super Bowl. Like, I I don't have an a, uh, an imaginary list of all the championships the Niners should have. That's sure. that's for Kenny. Kenny has that list. He, I think it's at twelve, and it will now be thirteen. Can I real quick? Can yes. I pause you right there? I want to continue you to continue your thought. This one doesn't count. <laughs> they had no business winning that game. Oh, I don't know if it counts or not. I'm just gonna tell you. I'm just saying. If they, I don't know one, which one counts me, and which one doesn't. This one list won't is, count. Is like spectacular. <laughs> it is, and he anyways, can go, go through on. each game, right? Yeah, yeah, but. Like if you get to the Super Bowl, man, it you're, it's one play, it's one thing. Like you don't know one team shows up, one team doesn't. Like that's the Super Bowl is just a coin flip, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna trash a coach who gets you to the Super Bowl. There's a big thing about you got to get to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You got to get over the hump and get there. Mm-hmm. But if you can't, then we need to talk. Sure, he, he got them there. So, like by hook or by crook. They found a way to win, and I and and if not, this conversation would have been totally different today, Kyle. Uh, yeah, that I, I'm. I would I'm have right I, there. Just so you know, I would have been. You would be like shocked and awed. I would have been calling for Bill Belichick today. Man, if they blew, been, if they would have got, if they kind of wish they had lost. Now, if that game would have continued to twenty four seven at half, James let's flamethrower. Yeah, let's say if it, <laughs> there we go. Let's say it, they lose thirty eight to seventeen or thirty eight to twenty one. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm going because at a certain point, like a coach has to get you there, mm-hmm. and it, you know it's not Brock Purdy that was 0 and 30 when trailing by seven going into the fourth quarter, and I know that's a stupid stat, but it's not Brock Purdy that was 0 and 30. It's Kyle Shanahan that mm-hmm. was 0 and 30. Mm-hmm. Like you need to figure out how to win a game yeah. when it's on the line, and that's not just a quarterback issue; mm-hmm. that's a coaching issue, mm-hmm. and so. But that's not the conversation we're having today, Kyle. Man, today I, we're celebrating. I cannot, I cannot <laughs> believe that happened last night. I'm just, I, like I said, they were just getting dominated so thoroughly. Yeah, I, I didn't see a path forward, and I said it on the, I, I said it on on Twitter, X, whatever. It, it, it's they don't have the horses today. The lions are just better, mm. and then they weren't. Once Jameer Gibbs fumbled. And Eric Armstead recovered it, Sacramento's own. When I, I, I'm sitting, it was like, they're not losing. No. The the crowd was on their side. You could tell the Lions had tightened up. Jameer Gibbs didn't get another carry after that. He didn't have a touch the rest of the game. That's just it's, foolish. He's so electric. So he fumbles foolish. Fumbles once and he's done for the game. I, man, uh, we got to talk about Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about Dan Campbell. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about Jake Moody. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> There's tons to dive into with the NFC Championship game. We will be doing that today. We will also uh, look back on the uh, Kings win over the Mavs this weekend. We will also look ahead to their game tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies. Tons going on on 1320 today. I'm Kyle. He's James. We're the Insiders. We've got you locked in until noon before we hand off to D'Lo and Casey. Plenty more of the Insiders coming up next, though, on ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports Leader. You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento's sports leader. Now, back to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Should have done, should have just commandeered six quick thoughts. Just yeah, done it for that game last night. You should just go for it. I don't care. Yeah, I don't. I, 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 can't, I can't. Six <laughs> quick thoughts. I can't. Uh, I can't do it off the off the dome. I would need, a, <laughs> I need to prepare a little bit. But um, the Brock Purdy stuff from last night. Mm-hmm. 
I'm already sick of it. Yeah. What does the guy need to do, man? Like I genuinely, so, okay. Can he come from behind? He does that against the Packers, but okay. That was the number seven seed Packers and they fired their defensive coordinator. Okay. You know, on 17 at halftime of the NFC title game and just calmly play mostly mistake free. Did he miss a couple throws? Like, yeah, but every quarterback misses throws newsflash. Did his longest completion bounce off a defender's face? Like, yeah, no doubt. Thousand percent. Mm-hmm. But he made a couple of big time throws. The touchdown throw to Ayuk was a really nice play. Good movement in the pocket, finding a throwing lane, letting his receiver get open. His two 21 yard scrambles. I was listening to a podcast on the way in, and the analysis of the scrambles was like, oh man, put Benny Hill music over that. Like, what are you talking about? What are we doing here, man? I'm not trying. And this this is what sucks. I don't think Purdy was awesome. He was, yeah, he was fine. But this analysis that he was somehow awful and the 49ers overcame this terrible quarterbacking is nuts. On the scramble play, that's a pocket collapsing quarterback sneaking out. On the one play, he beats a, a safety and outran a safety for 21 yards to put his team deep in the red zone to set up a touchdown. Yep. And then the next one, they had a spy. Middle linebacker, Alex Anzalone, good player, is spying Brock Purdy, standing in the middle of the field, waiting for him to take off, and he beats the linebacker to the edge and goes for 21 yards. That set up McCaffrey's 25-yard run. Elijah Mitchell scores one play later. The game's over. Like, that's just a player making winning plays, and I don't know what happened and at what point that that stopped mattering. I, I agree 100%, Kyle. I'm watching the game, and you know what's next? We got two weeks until the Super Bowl. I already hate it. You know what's coming next. What's coming next is that Patrick Mahomes had to go through Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson to get to the Super Bowl. And Brock Purdy went through two much lesser quarterbacks to get to the Super Bowl. That's what's coming next. That That's how this thing is going to shift. Oh, well, let's be honest here. He, he really hasn't beat anyone yet. Well... It doesn't matter. You play the team that's in front of you. And for me, when a, when a quarterback comes in, you know, when he gets his team in a position to win, mm-hmm. and I don't think it was him who put the team team in a position to lose. I thought their defense was god-awful early. They were terrible. No tackling at all. Mm-hmm. The the long touchdown by the Jameson wide Williams. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, on the, the first drive. What was in a joke. the world was, was a joke. happening? It was a joke. But then you go to the the Chiefs Ravens game. The tackling was so spectacular. Mm-hmm. Every single time a guy caught a ball on the flat, down. Yeah. Every time a guy goes to break, down. Mm-hmm. The 49ers need to be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. The fact that there runs after the catch against the Chiefs might not happen. Mm-hmm. So you're going to need Brock Purdy looking to the the second and third layer of the defense the whole mm-hmm. time. You're going to need that because there isn't a whole bunch of break and loose things. Mm-hmm. So I think that that for me. I don't think there's any way that he's not just going to get dragged. If he went to Super Bowl, I feel like there's going to be some sort of excuse, whether it's McCaffrey goes for 185 yards and or or someone bails him mm-hmm. out in some way. Man, I I thought he was good. The the play where he ducks the guy that wrapped around his head oh and then God. he found use check down the sidelines for that beautiful pass and catch, like that was spectacular. Mm-hmm. You know the the throw to to Juwan Jennings. Like I don't care what any, I don't care. That was, was so absolutely <laughs> spectacular. Well, no, because he can see, he could see the field. He knew where he could throw the ball. Where the only one that could catch that ball was Jennings. Yeah, like I'm okay with it. Like quarterbacks like, have been getting away with this forever. Like it's the cardinal rule. I get it, but I mean Brett Favre made it his entire career out of doing things like that. Mahomes does. All kinds when, of wacky things. When Mahomes does that, we're talking about what the what a dazzling display of yes of improvisation by Patrick Mahomes. And I get I get like this is again this is the problem with this conversation. Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes are not on the same tier. No, in any realm. I'm not trying to say that. You're not trying to say that. But it's the it's the it's the analysis of of Purdy where that's now a bad play, even though it went for eight yards and a first down. And helped set up a, a field goal that wound up being crucial in the game. Even though that happened, it's like, yeah, but I mean, really, 
it, the the goalposts move, and I understand that again. He's not Patrick Mahomes. I understand he doesn't have that track record. He doesn't even have Lamar Jackson's track record. Like, he doesn't have an MVP in this league, much less a second one coming. I I I fully understand all that, but at some point, the the thought needs to stop. Of like, oh well, he got away with it. Like, no man, he just made a great play. Yeah, and that's the point. Like that's the goal of the sport is to continue making good plays. And Mina Kimes said this on the right time with Bamani Jones, and I couldn't agree more with her. Where you rank Brock Purdy doesn't matter. The 49ers needed to upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo, and they have done that. Mm-hmm. They have a quarterback who is capable of making plays outside the structure of the offense, which was a massive, massive problem for them in the NFC Championship game two years ago, in the Super Bowl four years ago against the same Chiefs team. And now they have a quarterback who can do a little bit of stuff out of structure, and it's like, Okay, is he going to carry them to a Super Bowl? Probably not. He's probably not going to throw for 340 and four touchdowns. That's, that is very unlikely to happen. But can he extend enough plays, convert enough third downs? Can he get the ball to the right spots, avoid turning it over, and help a good team get over this hump that they've not been able to get over since 1994? Yeah, man. He's good enough to do that. And that's all that matters. Kyle, he's four and one in the playoffs. That's pretty good. And the one game he blew out his elbow in the like the first quarter. Yeah, on the first draft. Yeah. He blew out his elbow and that's mm-hmm. why he's he's not potentially five and zero, oh, or potentially six and uh, five and one or potentially six and zero. Oh. Sure. Like we don't know what would have happened if mm-hmm. that if he didn't blow out his elbow. So right. like look, at, at some point you have to understand he's a second year player. I don't Take away the fact that he's the final pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. He's a second-year quarterback who wasn't even expected to do anything last year mm-hmm. and only started half the season. Not even. At, at some point, we just have to accept that this is where he's going as a player. You know, and mm-hmm. it, it's really weird that we just keep getting caught in this loop where so many people doubt. But just enjoy the ride. Like, every other quarterback gets this. I mean... We're waiting for Trevor Lawrence, like Golden Boy, to actually win something. Yeah. You know, how about Josh Allen? How about you win something? Mm -hmm. Like these guys, and now you got a kid who is winning things. Mm -hmm. And you can say, oh, it's this or that. Well, man, he kept them a little bit afloat while that defense was horrible. And then he marched them again and again and again in the second half. And the the goal of the sport is not to be the best quarterback or to outplay the other quarterback. The goal of the sport's to win. Yeah. And that's what the the 49ers did last night. And that's what Brock Purdy helped them do last night. How much of the pie you want to give him, I, I, I don't. I, that's up to you to decide. But for me, he certainly gets a piece of the pie. Yeah. I, I would he, also, he, gets a, he gets a slice of it. I get what you're saying, Kyle. But I'll also tell you, like we talk about, he's not the same athlete that, that Mahomes is. He doesn't do the things that Mahomes does. Well... Gotta be honest, man. Joe Montana was nowhere near as good a as a, a passer as Dan Marino. He just sure. wasn't. Sure, Marino. Dan, Marino might be the best passer ever. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and Joe Montana won four Super Bowls. He's mm-hmm. a, a better quarterback in in the annals of that's it of the NFL. Mm-hmm. And, and we can keep going about all these other quarterbacks. Peyton Manning mm-hmm. versus. Uh, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tom Brady's got all the rings. Mm-hmm. All, that's all that matters in the end, man. Who's that's got it. the rings? Mm-hmm. Who wins when it matters? Mm-hmm. And hopefully uh, we get to see Brock Purdy show up in, in a big game again and, and see what happens. I'll tell you what, though. Speaking of showing up big in games that matter, uh, Patrick Mahomes going to six consecutive AFC title games and four of the last six Super Bowls is insane. It's wild. I know that the Tom Brady thing has changed the perspective a little bit on what it means to be great at quarterback. Mm-hmm. But six straight conference title games by itself is like, wow, what an accomplishment. To go to four Super Bowls and with like different versions of your team. Totally different versions. Yeah. You lose Tyreek Hill and you win a Super Bowl and then go to another one. It, Patrick Holmes is, he is on a meteoric path and he's not even 30. <laughs> no, it's wild. I, I mean, again, we uh, talk about, so I've had him in fantasy football since his, right. his first year as a starter. Right. 
and just watching him all the time, it, it's just amazing. It, they, especially this year, by far the best job he ever did. They weren't even good. No. And they're in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Some, somehow he's turned that receiving core, which was flat out trash. Yeah. Some, somehow he has found a way, whatever it is, I don't know what has happened there, but to make that receiving core into something. That catch by MVS to seal the game yesterday? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Marcus Valdez-Scantling, of all people? He would have dropped that like 80% of the time during the regular season. And just cash money in the playoffs. Yeah. Ridiculous. I mean, the fact that Rice is is such a valuable player for that team, yep. and he's a rookie, and yeah. you've created that guy. Just figured it out. Yeah, super impressive. Man. Something named Watson. Justin Watson? <laughs> Something. I don't even know. And he's number 84 <laughs> on the Chiefs. Every time I look up, he's catching a first down. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> He was dropping those this? first times. Every time you what looked up, this? he was dropping one in week three. What a wild, what a <laughs> wild, wild run the Chiefs are on. Yeah. And then we'll meet the 49ers again in the Super Bowl at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Um, Brock Purdy wasn't the only player to play on offense for the 49ers last night. we got a ton of other stuff to get to from this game. We'll dive into the Kings action from the weekend as well and begin looking ahead to their game against the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. He's James. I'm Kyle. We're the Insiders on ESPN 1320. You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2, Sacramento's sports leader. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Back to the Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. I need a very delicate conversation real quick. Okay. I am very pro trash talk in sports. Oh, yeah. I love trash talk. I am Man, I, I, played, I played volleyball for years. Oh, you just chirping out there. All, all day long. Just right up at the net. All, all day long chirping. No, it's usually when you dig somebody and you just like... Oh, that was easy. When you do what to somebody? <laughs> somebody hits a ball and you dig it. You pop it back up. Okay. You get a set. You hit it. Oh, it's like the whole attack. time you're like, oh, that's too easy. <laughs> okay. All, the, all day Boy, long. That, that was. <laughs> um, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, CJ Gardner-Johnson. He and Debo Samuel have been going back and forth for months now. Really since, I believe since Debo got paid. And they've just kind of been going back and forth on Instagram and and Twitter, whatever social media. Last night, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, after the Lions went ahead 20-7, to with just under six minutes to go in the second quarter, is waving goodbye to 49ers fans. Showing on camera, waving goodbye. Why would you do that? Because you want to be a meme. Why would you do that? I mean, you're I the lions, man. You're the lions. Right, right. And I don't like, not that, and again, objectively, like, okay, let me live in, let me get inside my reality brain here. I know that didn't affect the game. The 49ers didn't see that and go, you know what? We're going to try now. That's not how it went. Maybe they that- did though in the locker room. Maybe somebody <laughs> showed them a video. Hey, I want to show you this. Put it on the screen like, oh my goodness. I think they're, I would, it, I think that'd be more believable if they weren't like, you know, huddled around whiteboards and making adjustments and stuff at halftime. But I don't I don't think that objectively, like in my in my conscious brain, my right brain, oh boy. Hey, here we go. Come on, here man, we give go. Me some of this, here man. Come on, man. <laughs> come on. Kenny's here. Let's go, Ham, I see you, boy. What's going on, Let's Kenny? Kenny's here. Got his Let's Jerry go. got his Jerry Rice jersey on. <laughs> <laughs> his video. I hope Kenny comes in for the for the handoff today. His video earlier uh, uh, on Sunday morning was spectacular. Oh my god, doing his Trent and Debo dances and his yeah. linebacker like walking yikes. down the sidewalk <laughs> by the trash can. <laughs> uh, noon to, noon to four, D'Lo and Casey is going to be electric today. Um, 
so this is get, my favorite shows are the ones where Delo starts a show and just says, "All right, go ahead." And Kenny just lets it rip, and Delo sits there quietly, just observing, observing what's <laughs> happening. I uh, can't wait. Um, where was I? C.J. Gardner Johnson. Yeah. So I get in my conscious brain that like him waving goodbye did not change a game, but in my brain that believes in superstition and stuff. Why would you tempt fate, dude? Like, why not? Hey, you know what? That's great. The wave goodbye. That's what Debo did to, to the Eagles fans. Has this huge game, scores the uh, nail in the coffin touchdown, and he's running back to the sideline. He's waving goodbye as people are leaving. Yep. Great taunt. Great taunt. A-plus execution. So Cha- CJ Gardner-Johnson wants to... D- I think he goes by CJ now. It was Chauncey going into the draft. He's CJ, CJ is now. much better. CJ is easier name for sure. He's trying to do the same thing, and I respect it. Like, I get it. That's a great... But wait until it's 34-7 to in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And it's like, okay, Three this thing's sealed left. up. Right. Yeah. This thing's sealed up. Going to wave goodbye as people start leaving. It's like when the Kings fans start to light the beam champ with six minutes left. You're like, <laughs> no, 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 stop. No, 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 no. What are we doing? Like. <laughs> Eight point you know, game. Light the beam. You're like, no, man, this is not the time for light the beam. Yeah. Yeah. I just, so I don't, I, man, that was a, just a trash talking mishap, dude. And I get sometimes people make declarations or they do some trash talking, it blows up in their face. And that's always funny, right? Everybody yep. loves that. I just don't get it in this instance. It's a two score game with six minutes left in the second quarter, not even the third quarter. I, I love talking trash, man. I'm telling you. I, I was it playing just, in a softball game, and we <laughs> we beat this team. This is so funny. And, and this this guy who, like, you know, he's an iron worker. You know, he tough guy who chews and spits all over the field the whole game. Mm-hmm. He's walking out of the line. We're giving high fives. He goes, can't believe we lost to those losers. And I said, that's twice. He goes, what was that? I said, that's twice you've lost to us. Got him. He goes, I'll see you in the parking lot. And I said, nope. Yes. We got another playoff game after this one. You, you'll you be in the parking lot, but we got another game got because him. we won and you didn't. And so we got to go play again. So, I mean, like, look, I'm down. I'm down to, to like, I'm yeah, in. Yeah. But to do it in, no. You don't do that, like, in the fourth inning. Oh, oh yeah, we're whooping you. Like, no, no, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't. No. I, don't. I, I yeah, but even that, like, hey, we're kicking your ass. Like, yeah, they were. Like they were dominating that game. Yep. But the whole the oh hey, goodbye. Like nobody was leaving. <laughs> ah man. I, uh, I feel bad for all the Lions fans crying in the stands. Yeah, I yeah, I, that's I don't I would have been sick, dude. Like, view that from the other perspective. You're a Lions fan. You've been waiting your entire life for this. If you're my age, if you were 33, you have never seen the Lions in this big of a game. And you fly cross-country. My my buddy Jim, who works for the Odyssey Station in Detroit, hit me up like, hey, how you feeling about the game? Da-da-da-da. He's like, yeah, they're they're altering flights. They're adding more flights. They're changing the size of planes flying. From... There are people, and they showed out like they were there. And you fly out, and you get there, and you're partying. I saw a guy in a Charlie Batch Lions jersey. Good for him. <laughs> what? Love yeah, I took a photo. <laughs> um, <laughs> and oh. and they're out there, and they're, you're, you're up 24 to 7, and you were just dominant. Mm-hmm. And you're going, there's no, we're, I'm here we're vibing. We're going to win. Oh, my God. And then 24 to 10, like, yeah, I held him to a field goal. Go down, score again. Put this one away. Okay, dropped fourth down. Okay, a little tight, but that's okay. You know, he's still up two touchdowns. Get a stop here. They've not been able to. Oh, now there's the 51-yarder. And now it's like, uh-oh, now it's tight. Mm. But you get the touchdown, okay. You're still up seven. Vibes are still okay. Just go down and score. Make it a two-score game. Fumble. First play. Niners recover. Like, oh God. I would have been de- I would have been despondent. I would have been out of that stadium so fast. I saw people hanging out after the game watching the post-game celebration. I saw people at the post-game tailgate. Nah, you couldn't have paid me to be out there. The second he fumbled the ball, I'd have been sick. The game was over. Toast. Like absolutely. Like, 
I, I'm like, without any question, I'm like, oh, was, my goodness, they're somehow going to win this game. Are you kidding me? They're somehow going to win this game. Yep. And then a couple of plays later, touchdown. Yeah, and that was that was the thing is there was such a like deer in headlights look at that point from the Lions because you, I always thought the Niners were going to be able to move the ball. I was very surprised they only had seven points at halftime. Yeah. And I always thought like, okay, their offense is going to get going. It's just about whether they can get stops. And so they get the fourth down drop from Josh Reynolds, the first one. It's like, okay, they go down and score. It's like, okay, there's one. And then they get the fumble and it's like, dude, they're going to score again. Oh yeah. They're, they're definitely scoring here. And they go, they, they tie it. And that was when there were the back-to-back mistakes. You get the Josh Reynolds drop on third and nine that hit him right in the gut. I mean, just a terrible drop, but also why are you throwing it to Josh Reynolds in a huge spot again? Weird, but that's the kind of thing. If Kyle Shanahan, if the 49ers did that, if the 49ers on fourth and three threw it to Juwan Jennings and he, and he didn't catch it. And then on a third and nine threw it to Juwan Jennings again and he didn't catch it. Third and Juwan, right? Like all that. We would be sitting here going, why are you not throwing to Debo or Ayuk or McCaffrey or Kittle? Yeah. That's what we'd be saying. So, okay. So they go to Josh Reynolds, whatever. He drops it. Then their punter launches a 74-yard punt that lands on the one, bounces straight up in the air, lands on the two, gives uh, Chase Lucas, I believe is his name, their, their, their cornerback who was in coverage, catches the ball and just takes it into the end zone. Just and then he like tries the- to hot potato it back in, and then the next guy jumps in the end zone, it, jumps back out of the end zone, and and even I, I don't even think that was legal. Right? They botched it. There were just so many little things that the Lions did wrong, and I said I bring this up just to point out, like the 49ers made the plays for sure. Yeah. But they did that after so many Lions mistakes. These little things: a fourth and third drop, a third, a fourth and three drop, a third and nine drop. That was it. Was 24-24 at that point. When they when they had the seventy four yard punt, which is crazy, if they pin the Niners at the one there, they have to go ninety nine yards to score a touchdown, or they have to go sixty plus to try and get into field goal range. That changes the complexion of the game entirely, and they just couldn't do anything right in the second half. And every time the Lions slipped up, the Niners were right there, and that's where I I waffle between you know what the Forty ers did not play well. And if the 49ers play like they did against Detroit, they're not going to beat Kansas City at all. But on the other hand, you there are so many times where mistakes don't get capitalized on. And Detroit, mistake after mistake after mistake. And the 49ers never got down. They didn't stop just kind of very slowly plodding along and chipping away at this huge Lions lead. And then by the end of it, it's 34-31 and they're hoisting the George Alice trophy. Okay, so I'm going to, if I'm a Lions fan, first of all, you have to appreciate the fact of how far your team went. This is a, a franchise that can't do anything right for, for decades, mm-hmm. right? So I think most of, most Lions fans, I think there are some that are delusional and like so over the top that they don't understand that realistically your team, they got there. Right. Mm -hmm. But you were on borrowed time the whole time. You should have been enjoying the ride the whole time. Right. Mm -hmm. If, and and I hope the Kings fans would have felt this way too. If somehow the Kings would have beat the Warriors and made it to the second round, and and all of a sudden you're playing the Lakers who you dominated all throughout the regular season, Mm -hmm. and you just kept winning, and somehow you made it to the Western Conference finals, I sure do hope that most of them would not have just been like, Oh man, we got this Denver Nuggets team. There's no way we're losing this. <laughs> There's no way we're losing this. You're like, I'd respect it though. <laughs> no, you're gonna lose five to uh, four to one. You're gonna lose four to one, maybe four two in the series. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Like enjoy it. Don't right. Don't wear it but, so much. Just like try to try to be in the moment and enjoy the fact that like look where you've gone. And I can uh, okay okay. But at at the same time, this is akin to. I think a lot of Lions fans going in, I, I for, for some reason, have a, several friends from the internet who live in Detroit, who are from Detroit. That's weird. And are Lions fans. It's Detroit very strange. It's friends. like four or five people I know who are Lions You have fans. them in one chat that's like the Motown chat? Nah, no, no, no. Come on Definitely now, not. Kyle. I probably should, but it's fine. <laughs> um, and they were all like, they were all pretty like, yeah, you know, that, I mean, I think it's kind of a coin flip type of game, but you know, not, not, you know, not really confident they're going to win, but... 
you know, happy they're there, da 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 da. So I think that's how probably a lot of Kings fans would be going into the, your situation against the Nuggets, right? But now imagine the Kings go up 3-0 in the series and then lose the series. Yeah, that's that's con- kind of what happened. That's, that, that's kind of what happened. It is <laughs> at least 2-0. At least 2-0 and going back home, yeah. right? Like, yeah. you're right. You're and right. then you split it home and you're up 3-1. Y- yeah, yeah. I, it just, no, I, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I, I get it, but... The same time, I don't know. I'm looking at this Kansas City Chiefs team. They haven't been good all year. They just keep finding ways to win in crucial right. moments. <laughs> but that's exactly what we're saying the Niners did. So we can't we 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 can't no, sit here and say the Chiefs haven't been good. They're just figuring out ways to win while also saying, hey, we need to be giving the Niners credit for figuring out ways to win. No, because I would say that most of the season, that's not who the Niners were. The Niners, that's who they are today. Like they've mm-hmm. had some struggles here. And then they they find ways to beat teams with inexperienced teams, but I, I think at the end of the day, Kyle, that's what we're looking at is the experienced team won. Yeah, and, and I think that mattered yesterday. It, it did matter. It mm-hmm. mattered. Like the team that had been there before didn't walk a seventy four yard punt into the end zone. <laughs> a team who had been there before didn't like just like keep ignoring a field goal kicker on their bench. And and going for it on fourth down, an inexperienced team didn't fumble the ball like in a crucial moment. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that the experienced team didn't. Like, the inexperienced yeah. team made all of the mistakes, and that's what happens. You're inexperienced. You you hadn't been there, yeah. and I know there is. You don't know what you don't know. Sure, but at a certain point, you run against you run up against a team that does know. Mm-hmm. And they've been there, and they've been through everything, and they mm-hmm. came out in the second half, and they punched you in the face, and you didn't have a counterpunch, and no. that's it. Like no. they were the experienced team; they showed up in the second half. You showed up in the first half. Mm-hmm. The end. They were the better team. Yeah. So I can't get over the Lions abandoning the run the way they did in the second half. That's brutal. I I don't. The Niners clearly had nothing to stop it. I was looking for that 21, stat. They had eight rushes in the second half after. Oh. So in the first half, the Lions ran it 21 times for 148 yards. Yeah. That is seven yards a carry, folks. Not bad. Um, in the second half, they go eight carries for, let's see, what's quick math? 40, 34 yards. Eight for 34 in the second half. Mm. I don't I don't get it. I don't understand. Jameer Gibbs didn't get a touch after his fumble. Especially a team that is leading. It was a such a. You should have been running just to burn the clock, man. You had a big lead. What are you doing? And that's what I mean. Like the inexperience of of not just the players on the field, but even Dan Campbell. I, I thought, my goodness, man, how many times are you going to make a mistake as mm-hmm. a coach? And I, I'm looking at it like, hey, you're fun. You're the raw rock guy. You got him here, but. Let somebody else make the adult decisions. Like, I thought there were so many poor decisions, whether it's running or whether it's not kicking a field goal. Like, you got to you gotta put points on the board. That's, that's the game. It's not to, like, play the odds. Mm-hmm. And while sometimes Shanahan is a little too conservative with that, mm-hmm. it felt like, oh, look, he just keeps putting points on the board one way or another yeah, because he away. knows at the end, the only thing that matters is how many points you put on the board versus how many the other team scores. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't give away points, and I felt like Dan Campbell just completely gave away points time and time again. So here's my here's my thing on this. I don't mind the fourth and three calls. I don't. I, I really don't. I get going for it. That's who they've been all year, right? And that's one of the big things is they they're players. He puts is confident in them and makes them believe. And there even there were even stats on fourth and three or shorter this year. The Lions were like 18 of 20 or something, and their their percentage on that was higher than Michael Badgley's percentage on field goals of those distances. Okay, fine. That's that's all fine, and I get it. One, my I, first question is putting it in, in Goff's hands and throwing it in those situations because the first one, he, he made the throw. Josh Reynolds just didn't catch it. Which gets back to like Josh Reynolds. You have Amon Ross St. Brown on your team. You have Sam Laporta on your team. You have Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, mm-hmm. and you're going to Josh Reynolds. Like, okay, fine. So my my one issue is with the play calls. Like you were you were running 
at will anytime you put the ball in your running back's hands. Why are you not doing it there? So that's one. The second one is less the the going for it on fourth. I want to know why that logic didn't apply at the end of the first half. They were up 21-7. to They had a fourth and goal at the three-yard line with 10 seconds to go. You're going to go up you're going to go up minimum two scores into the half. At that point, he looks at it and goes, we're taking the points. We want to go up three scores. Which, okay, I get why. Like, I fully understand that logic. Being up 17 is so dramatically different than being up 14. Mm-hmm. I got you. I'm with it. But also, you were going at six and a half yards of play and seven yards of carry. Give it to a running back. Punch it in. Like You're yeah. going to get your three yards. Go punch it in. 28-7, to seven, the Niners aren't coming back. Bet, bet, would bet my life on it. They're not coming back from 28-7. But 24-7, to seven, now it's, hey, you get a score to open the half, and now it's only two scores. Now you get a stop, and another score, now it's one score. It's just there's so much more life there at 17 versus 21. And I'm I'm shocked they didn't go for the jugular in that spot under the under the impression of, hey, taking the points. And maybe it's because the field goal was so short. That's somebody on, on the internet said to me. It's like, well, it was a chip shot, easy field goal, guaranteed three points versus 45 and 48 yards, whatever the other ones would have been, 46 and 48, whatever. But Kyle, for as much as he empowers his players to go out there and succeed, how about you empower your kicker? Because you might need him in this game. And, yeah. and he would have needed him at the end of that game if somehow they would have gotten an onside kick and got in some sort of... Like, he would have needed him. I, yeah. I I also thought, man, is he going to go for two? Because it's like this, <laughs> the stupid factor is there. It is. You that would have been nuts. You get to the end of the game, it's like it's go for 30 two, so to 34. Yeah. And I thought, man, is this idiot going to go for two? Yeah. Because I mean, he's done stupid stuff like that all season long. Sure. And he'd go, well, the advanced statistics say, like, no kick the, the extra point and yeah. live to fight another day, bro. Right. And they did. So wow. I so I do wonder if the if that and if that fourth and three, if the first one had been the the one after the Niners kicked the field goal to go up 24-10. The Lions then come down, they drive down to the Niners 28, fourth and three, they go for it. If they had been at the 18. Do they still go for it, or are they rolling the field goal team out because it's a shorter field goal? That's the question I have. I'm just, I was floored that they didn't go for it at the end of the first half, that they didn't try for a touchdown. Like, uh, 80% totally of the shot. high school teams out there have a kicker that can hit a 45-yarder. Like, I, I don't, like, if your kicker can't kick a 45-yarder, if you don't have confidence in him to mm-hmm. kick a 45-yarder, you probably should have signed a better kicker the day before. Like, But, but that's, a, good kickers are hard to find. So I don't. Well, we, I, we I, saw I that because the Packers don't have one, the Niners don't have one, and now we know the Lions don't have one. Nobody has a good the, kicker in the NFC going to the Super Bowl. The Jake Moody thing is so weird to me because he gets his first kick against the Packers blocked, and I don't think it was going in anyway. It, no, but it really. Not. We don't have enough space to know which way. It sure looked like he was going to hook it though. But anyways, <laughs> as someone who's hooked a lot of golf shots in my life, it had that vibe. Um, he misses his first kick yesterday and I'm sitting there and I'm talking to the people around me and shout out to my guy, Evan Giddings from 95, seven, the game, by the way, just a gem of a person. Um, I'm talking to, I'm talking to him. I'm sitting next to him and it's like, you can't roll him out there again. You cannot confidently send number four onto the field, but they did it to start the third quarter. Bang. 24, 24 point, 24 all. Tied at 24, mm-hmm. sent him out there again, 33-yarder, bang. Like, okay, at least he gets some credit for making those kicks, but you still don't feel good about him in a Super Bowl setting, game on the line. Are you rolling number four out there to try and win it for you? You know what it feels like? I'm not, I'm not there. Like, it feels like going into the NFC Championship game when Josh Johnson is your backup quarterback. Oof. Just saying, like, if you don't have the confidence in the guy. Now, again, that's what I would feel like if I were the Lions going to the Super Bowl. But at this point, Shanahan, whether it's ill-advised or not, he does go back to Moody. He does try to empower his kicker because, heaven forbid, you're probably going to need that guy. At some point, you're going to need that guy. And he comes through, whether he missed one early or not, he came through. And it's because his coach 
probably because his coach gave him a shot to kick a 50-something yarder last yeah, maybe. last week to get you over the hump. Yeah, maybe. Like you're trying to build confidence, and it can't just be you're building confidence in your offensive line or running back or whatever. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I Like this is – it's a weird place we're in. Speaking of, real quick, confidence in your running back, Christian McCaffrey was sick. He was spectacular. He was unbelievable. He created so many – he finished the game with 90 yards rushing, uh, 20 catches uh, – 20, 20, <laughs> 20 catches – 20 runs for 90 yards. He also had four catches for 42 yards and just created yards that weren't there time after time after time. And I know that every discussion is going to be about Brock Purdy because the discourse is so uh, uh, what's <laughs> quarterback heavy. Yeah. Well th- that, but what's the word I'm looking for? It's like polarizing. It's polarizing. Yeah. So I, I, so I understand that that's, but Christian McCaffrey is the engine dude. He is, oh yeah, unbelievable. And I don't, I, 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 again, this is not, this is not like an anti-Brock Purdy thing. Brock was fine yesterday, and he made plays to help them win. But in every big spot last night, it was like, okay, quick throw to Debo Samuel. All right, third and three, Christian, go get it. Second and goal at the two, Christian, go get it. Purdy, nowhere to go. Check it down. Okay, here's McCaffrey. Here's a stiff arm, and here's a broken tackle, and now they're deep in the red zone. Every time they needed a big play last night, they got one from Christian McCaffrey. And it's why anybody who wants to go, yeah, Purdy's good, but like he's not the MVP of his own team. Like, yeah, it's very clearly Christian McCaffrey. He I was think, yeah. awesome. He was awesome. And there's also, late in the game, there was a late hit on him and no call. And on McCaffrey? Yeah, McCaffrey got hit late. A guy mm. jumped on the pile and smat and like oh, okay. just like hit him into mm-hmm. the dirt. And you saw him like get up and he was pissed. Mm-hmm. And then he had the big run where he flips out of bounds. And mm-hmm. I, I I worry if whether he was Is fine. a shoulder stinger. He said he didn't go back into the game because he wasn't fully confident that he would hang on to the ball. Oh, okay. When trying to kill the clock. So no, that why. makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, because it looked like he either hit his head or he landed on his yeah. shoulder hard. But either way, you could see like him run angry for a few plays, mm-hmm. and it's almost like out of the norm for him. You know, he's not a back that's going to go for two twenty-five, mm-hmm. or at least not anymore. Yeah, you know, he he's also like on occasion he'll break a long one, but it's not usually the the eighty yarder. It's mm-hmm. you know, so you have this guy who goes out there and it's just so workmanlike, and he has a way of contorting his body and not getting crushed most of the time, and then when he does get hit, you could see like. What are you doing here? All right, fine. Yeah. That's where you're going to be. Then I'm going to run through you all. Yeah. And that's what we got late in the game where it was just like he was so good. Yeah. That 25-yarder was uh, yeah. Was a nice cap to a really, really good game for, for Christian McCaffrey. Um, you had an interesting comp for him on the rundown that I want to explore as we transition into some Kings talk, but I want to keep the 49ers hanging around here. Okay. And we'll talk about that next. That's James and Kyle. We're the Insiders on ESPN 1320. You're listening to The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento's sports leader. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 